Welcome to So You Went to School for Singing, the podcast. I am your host, Andre Peel, and thank you so much for joining the conversation. Each episode, a guest and I talk about all things singing, the career, education, and so much more. All right, let's get started. Today I have the amazing Dr. Carlene Hua with me today. Hi, Carlene. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it is my pleasure. So before we hop in, so how are things for you right now? You know, things are kind of crazy with on a thousand levels. Which seems. which which one are we talking about? Right. <laughs> I know. That's, I, I know. That's really the question. Um, I'm doing well. Um, I'm you know just trying to stay in a in a place of just you know happy and healthy and and all of that the good stuff um trying to just you know look at the world but try i'm trying to limit how affected i i become by by the things you know yes that's happening and you yes because you it's finding that balance between staying informed but mm-hmm. also not opening yourself up to everything. Because if you open yeah. yourself up to everything, you'll just be on the floor and not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just to... just a sobbing mess. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, for good reason, too. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, we can get into this uh, late. Well, actually, we're going to get into it now, even though we're going to talk about it in detail later. But you said that you had a master class today. Yes, uh, yes, I finished that not too long ago. I was working with some students from Northern Northern Colorado University, um, and that's you know the the we've we've had so many challenges throughout the school year. But one good thing that is coming out of this is that we're we're getting access to so many so many different places, you know, through using using. Um, online resources and stuff so so just just doing keep i'm just doing what i normally do you know singing singing and teaching is it still zoom because i know there are other people have been talking about other platforms but is it still zoom for you right now it is we haven't there are other platforms that we're gonna probably um try to experiment with um leading into the school year but right now zoom works so that's that's what it is yes 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 so i'm all i'm so interested to have a conversation about education especially from your perspective as a, as a doctor mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get there tell me i like to call it the opera origin story how did you find classical music because you know there's so many ways and everyone's journey is so different but yet we all seem to land in the same place of classical yeah. music. So as detailed as you or not, as you would love to feel comfortable saying, um, what was that journey like for you? Oh my gosh, it has been a wild ride. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I'm, I was born and raised in Jamaica. Um, when I was seven, I remember having a conversation with my older sister. Um, I remember saying, she asked me, what do you want to become when you grow up? And um, I said, I want to be a singer, naturally. I, I was just like, what, what else would I do? I want to be a singer. And she's like, a singer? You can't do that. Like, that's not a real thing. <laughs> Why would you do that? You mean a singer like Bob Marley? 
And I'm like, oh, of course not. A singer, <laughs> like, a singer like Whitney Houston, come on. Like, uh, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so um, that is that in my mind, I'm guessing just looking back at it in my mind, I just knew that there was something other than reggae, you know, yes. that, that I love. I love reggae. Um, I love Bob Marley. I love my Jamaican culture. Um, but I knew that there was something else. And I, I was interested in that. Um, so, you know, I, I grew growing up, going through elementary school, doing choirs, um, high school, doing choirs. I really enjoyed classical music. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I was good at it. I wasn't, I really wanted to be like a gospel singer and, you know, that, that, that sing, sing uh, different styles that was more familiar to me, Mm -hmm. but I, I really didn't sound good doing it. (laughs) 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 So, you know, and then eventually I, I, I just found my way to classical music. Um, you, we, okay. So long story, it, like we had one radio station that I knew of that on Sunday mornings, they uh-huh. would play one hour of classical music and my family would go to church and I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to stay home and do some chores <laughs> and stuff. And I would, it was like my little secret. I would sit and listen <laughs> to you know all the the musical theater like the golden age stuff opera clips and it was just like just it was so wonderful you know and my family would come back from church and i would switch the station and pretend that nothing was happening you know um but yeah i was i was just drawn to classical music um i fortunately i had teachers who saw that I had something special Mm -hmm. um, and they really encouraged me to pursue it. Um, And of course, these teachers would go on to be, you know, still are some of my best friends. Um, So at the time, there wasn't, we didn't have a bachelor's of music um, in, in, in Jamaica none of the universities there offered that so the only option for me at the time was to go abroad to to study um so then you know with uh scholarships the 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 prospect of scholarships from from uh my institutions and also from the government of jamaica oh i i was just you know with that promise and with $300, like literally $300 in my pocket. I got on a plane with my two suitcases and went to do a music degree, a bachelor of music. And yeah, that's (laughs) what I think looking back, if you, if you look back, what do you think propelled you to do that? Because that is I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's not something that seems the norm. I'm just going to leave where I'm from to go study classical music. So what, when there was not, a, what, what got you there? What pushed you that was like, you, it's okay, go do it? Um, 
I knew that there was something, I knew I had something special. Like I, I knew that certain things came easier for me than, than the norm. Um, as far as, as, uh, singing, you know, um, I, I knew I had something special and I really thought that it was my responsibility to just explore that Mm -hmm. and just see where, where it leads. Like I, I didn't really have starting. I didn't really have any major goals because I didn't even know what was possible. I just knew I had this little thing. And I just wanted to see what I could do with that little thing. And for a long time in my, you know, early career, that, that was just my goal. Let's mm-hmm. just see what we can do with this voice. Let's see what I can do with, you know, what I can do with this body. Let's see what I can do. And that just kept going and going and going. And it still continues to, you know, be a, my driving force today. Yes, yes. So did you know when you started, when you started your bachelor's, did you know already that you would probably get a master's and then probably get a doctorate? Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, A matter of fact, I never envisioned doing a doctorate Um, because, you know, there, there's the old, I, the old way of thinking that, you know, if you have a doctorate, you don't sing. Um, which is totally not true anymore. Yes, yes. Um, so I finished my bachelor's and I, you know, I, and I, I say this to, I say this to young singers all the time, just be real with yourself, you know, just, just don't be afraid. Um, uh, self looking at yourself and analyzing, um, and loving yourself for where you are um, doesn't mean that you have to accept where you are. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, so, yes. So I always, I always try to just look at myself in the most um, realistic way, um, assess what I'm doing. Um, so when I finished my, my, my bachelor's, I knew that, hey, this wasn't it. <laughs> this, I'm not ready. I'm not yeah. ready. I'm not ready to walk into, you know, the, the world stage. I'm not yes. ready. So then still had to go do work on my languages. I still had to do more work on getting my body under control, like really connecting with my instrument. I still mm-hmm. had to do work with my diction, that kind of stuff. So then I went on to do a master's and I finished that. And I'm like, man, I'm pretty good, but I can still do better, you know? (laughs) So, and, and I mean, I have a doctorate and I'm still working, you know, I'm still looking at, okay, how can I improve this? Yeah, that was pretty good. So I I feel like, you know, to be a, to be a good musician, to be a, a good artist, you have to constantly just, you know, assess and evolve. Absolutely. Do you, this is random, do you play any other instruments? I am horrible. I'm horrible at everything else. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm not very good at, I I should play piano, but I'm not very good at it. That's, you know, I think there is a, there is a certain breed of singer who 
happen to be piano first or and then they maybe or violin or something and then they became a singer and, and but i think more uh, more than which who would more than more than the amount that would admit it we are just trying to figure it out listen listen <laughs> i'm from jamaica my parents did not have a dime to send me to any kind of lessons you know so we we just make it work are there any and this is my ignorance showing are there or there when you were growing up any jamaican classical artists either alive or not alive um that you could reach that you listened to that you knew of that you could i don't know at least go oh they did this thing that i'm doing um i wasn't i personally um we do have we had a lot of singers who went abroad and studied um you know perhaps did their did their uh bachelors or um maybe even masters um but i ex i explored music for a long time i explored music unguided so i didn't really have a an image of this this jamaican artist that I'm supposed to look towards, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I was very <laughs> ignorant for a very long time. <laughs> but, but looking back, do you feel like that helped you? Do you feel like, because uh, yes, you didn't have, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was I was so young and dumb. I just had no idea <laughs> what I was getting into. Um, and that gave me some amount of freedom, you know. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like I my my I, I often joke when I say this, um, my entire understanding and knowledge of music was just expired this second week of music school <laughs> that was it <laughs> everything i knew <laughs> we too theory that was it <laughs> and how did how did you um keep from that being overwhelming oh there were times when it became extremely overwhelming um i it's music is especially in those early days it's a love-hate relationship you know um you struggle you struggle and you struggle and you struggle and then you have one moment of victory and you're like oh yes i love this the lights <laughs> it was all worth it all those nights yes yes yes, yes. Um, but I, in many ways, I felt like I really didn't have a choice. I mean, I left my home um, and this, I, I was on a path and I just had to just keep going. And I had to trust that I was doing the right thing. And I had to trust that I was on the right path, you know? Oh, yes. Yes. So what, okay. So you got your doctorate. What happened after that? What did you think was going to happen after you got the doctorate? Honest, what actually happened? Okay, uh, through the doctorate, okay. Um, my doctorate was really, so I, 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 I think of myself as a singing actress and I think of myself as a very kinesthetic singer. Like mm -hmm. I really feel my voice. 
I really like every sound that I make, I try to really just be totally connected to my body. And that's the type of work that I did when I was doing my doctorate. Mm. So, and um, I also did a lot of mental, emotional work during my doctorate, like just really starting to really embrace who I am, mm-hmm. really embrace, you know, um, coming for me, coming, coming to classical music as what I, what I consider an outsider. Um, you know, it's, I mean, come on, I, I grew up listening to reggae music. Yeah. You know, I can yeah. sing every word of every Bob Marley song ever. <laughs> You know, that's what I grew up with. That's what I'm familiar, familiar with. Um, so classical music was really different for me. It was a stretch for a long time. So I had to get to the place where I could see myself in this world, you know, mm. and that took a lot of, a lot of courage. It took a lot of, just a lot of emotional you know, um, emotional work. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just getting to the place where I'm like, okay, this is my voice. This is it. World, take it or leave it. And that's where my doctorate took me. Wow. Um, and it wasn't actually. I I did a lot of really amazing. Got some really amazing experiences leading up to that. But I think that's when I really started to open up to the world and started getting, getting um, work of, you know, really, really significant. Yes. Stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, something that I don't think we talk about enough is emotional maturity. I, at least from what I hear from educate like teachers older than me is that there was a time when, the expectation of a singer was in their 30s to start. Mm-hmm. And now we're back where people in the 20s, not saying they're not good singers, obviously mm-hmm. they're beautiful singers, but like the mental work that 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 you have to do to, to A, not let this career like <laughs> bulldoze over you. Absolutely. Um, and chew you up and spit you out. And I feel like sometimes that work isn't, taught enough or isn't encouraged enough like okay like you sing well yes we need to line up the voice yes Mm -hmm. we need to get your languages but also you need to make sure that you are mentally getting stronger exactly exactly and it just took me all of this time to figure that out get my voice in order get everything together but I needed that time to just just like I said, see, be able to just see myself as the person I am. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. So what is, uh, doc- okay, so hey, what do your students call you? My students call me Dr. Wall. Love it. So what is Dr. Wall like as a teacher? And how is, <laughs> how is it the same as the singer? Or how is it different? Um, I think Dr. Waugh is in many ways very similar to my, my singer persona. Um, I tend to be, okay, so in my private life, I'm very, I'm very shy and reserved and very quiet. You you may not be able to tell that. (laughs) (laughs) But 
uh, Dr. Wa is pretty, pretty over the top. Um, you know, my <laughs> students love it. Um, I get really good results. Um, I just, you know, I try to just encourage them to be more bold than I ever was at their age, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that in many ways, because of just the, the weird experiences that I've had um, coming from, you know, poverty and all of that stuff and making it work, I feel like I can offer many of my students just, you know, easier, easier ways to, to get to stuff. Yes, because I, I do find that just like I think a lot of parents um you 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 want your children to learn the lessons that you didn't or learn the lessons that you did earlier mm -hmm. in their life so mm -hmm. and i think that a lot of that trickles over to teaching because it's like, it's like okay this took me 20 years to learn uh -huh. i'm trying to i, I can give you to... listen here i'll give it to you in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> and i won't even charge you extra <laughs> And do, do you feel, okay, actually, this is something that I think is interesting. Do your students, how, how often do your students see you perform, whether it's a video of something that you post or like you singing, performing at the institutions that you work at? Okay, I, um, I am in a very fortunate situation in that my institution supports my performing career. Um, so they really see the value of having active performers teach. Um, and the benefit to that is, you know, my students see me uh, coming in, uh, coming in 3, 3 a.m. and coming to class 9 a.m. and yeah. they they had a late night and they're tired and I had a late night <laughs> and I'm tired and we're just like come on guys let's get it done and, you yeah. know so we have that energy that's going they'll say you know Dr. Y didn't sleep last night and I'll say you know that music that that phrase that I was working on it just kept going through my brain and I couldn't sleep either so I'm, I'm there I see you I, I feel you so we have that kind of rapport in my studio um, it's important. I, I uh, one semester I, I was I had I had a competition coming up, and I was coughing nonstop that week. And they were looking at me like, "Are you serious? Are you really going to do this competition?" And I went, and it was miserable. And while I'm sitting down, you know, getting ready to go to go on stage, I texted, um, I have a, a group, a mm -hmm. Facebook group, and I texted them like, you know, I'm waiting here, I'm coughing. So I'm, I'm taking them through the journey with me um, in real time. Yes. You know? and, I, and I think that's really valuable for for them to see not only that I am an active performer, I am actually doing it, but I'm also human. Mm -hmm. you know and you can do it too yes yes do you teach um i mean you teach we teach the voice to 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 do what it needs to do but are your students mostly classical are there some musical theater are there some choral like what is what lot do you have 
Um, I teach a little bit of everything. Um, right now, we're, we're just launching a musical theater program. So we're expecting to see a lot more musical theater students. I have mm -hmm. taught a lot of musical theater students in the past. Um, so, you know, I, I believe the voice is the voice and the voice is the voice. You get the voice to do what it needs to do. So it, it's, it's just a mixed bag. Does that, do you feel like you as an educator have or should or do have to do some extra research, I guess, if something's not like in your wheelhouse necessarily? Oh, absolutely. I mean, hello, did I mention that I'm from Jamaica? <laughs> <laughs> Where a lot of this music was never in my wheelhouse. So yes, you have to do a lot. I, I you know, we're, we're constantly evolving. We're constantly learning. Um, so, yeah. And, oh, this, I don't know how I could forget that this is a thing. How was, when coronavirus started shutting things down, how did that affect you as an educator? I mean, we'll talk about it as a singer as well, but like as an educator, how did that affect you? Oh my gosh, that was heartbreaking. Um, you know, it happened right at the point in the semester where we're past, we're a little past midterms, things are getting serious. The students are, um, they're really getting ready for their performances and stuff like that. And then this hit. Um, so for a good portion of that time, I felt like I had to be doing a lot of um, supporting uh, emotionally, like, come on, guys, yeah. you can get through this, you know, that kind of thing, encouraging them daily, you know, just hang in there. Um, and just getting them through the semester was a challenge. Um, learning in a, in a way that is completely different from the way they're used to. Um, that was really challenging. But I would, I'll say that, you know, my kids are, they're troopers, they really pushed through and, and we got some good results. Yes. Now, what about you as the singer artist? <laughs> um, oh, it, it, it's weird. Um, it was, it's been exhausting. Um, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I, I, I feel like I got the chance to really sit and just be a little bit more introspective and really think about where, what I want to do next and where I want to go. Um, and you, you may have seen, I've been, I've been sharing a lot more yes. things on social media, which has just been uh, a big, that's a major step for me. Um, you know, just, it's just a weird singer thing. Just putting yourself out there can, you know, it's just so vulnerable, but I've been doing a lot more of that. Um, I've been, I've had the chance to do some recordings for, you know, some services and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm staying active. Um, I'm learning a lot of music. I'm preparing a lot of stuff for hopefully when we, when we get back to normal. So, okay, I, again, I could have made this up, so let me, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you do or work on a lot of art song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, at one point in my undergrad, still very, very young and, and dumb, um, I, I wanted to become a recitalist. And then I thought, hmm, I don't know. I, a recital may not necessarily be the best way <laughs> alive. 
Um, so I, I do, a lo- I do everything. I do. I, I love opera. I love being on the stage. I am, you know, I, I'm an actress. Yes. Um, so I, I do that when, whenever possible. Um, but, but this year I did this past school year, mm-hmm. I did a couple of recitals, um, that was focused mostly on art song. Yes. Now, how do you, gosh, um, recitals, I think, are, are one of those things that's going to come back r- very strong. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> you only need yourself. Yes. <laughs> and a pianist or whatever, you, whatever way you want to collaborate. Um, <laughs> do you think that that is something that, I guess, maybe younger singers or, I mean, younger singers or singers our age or in general, that's something that we should be looking ahead and like planning now in this time where we can't do anything. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, the thing, our, our recital is, an art song recital is, it's, it's very, it can be very challenging. Um, but I, f- in many ways, I feel, for me, it has been very rewarding mm-hmm. because I program music that really speaks to my heart. And my audiences, they, they really appreciate that. I think we're in a special time right now where people are, people are open to having feelings, you know? Yes. Um, and I, I feel like in, in a recital, you get the chance to you as a solo artist get the chance to take an audience through a journey, any journey that you choose, you know, um, and it's just you and your choices. Um, so it's very empowering and, um, it has been for me, you know, my last recital in back in February when, uh, when life was normal, (laughs) It was a program just of just based on Af- from uh, African American composers and poets, and I used that to really tell my uh, some of my journey, you know, mm-hmm. uh, coming from the Caribbean and being here and and um, <laughs> learning and growing and all of that. And you know, I I just encourage people to do more of that. Do you okay? So you you said that this past recital a lot of african-american poets and composers Mm -hmm. how do you find your music because i think sometimes also think we're in a space where people are are doing what they want to do because i think Mm -hmm. for a while there are just certain things like oh there we have elevated certain rep to be like oh if you want to do something you should probably look at the wc or or like the, the big German, the Deschenemurel and the Vintweiser. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but other people compose. There yeah. are other pieces yeah. of music. Yeah. And I mean, those, that's great. And yeah, you should do that. But there's so many other things that you could do, you know. Um, and, and I feel like you really get a chance to, to, to discover yourself. You can get a chance to discover yourself in music that isn't done a lot. Yeah. You know, if you don't have too many voices in your head, then you're, you're kind of free to create. 
And if you're not creating, you're recreating, you know, what, what, yes. what do you want? <laughs> what do you want to do? So when, cause you sound like you have, you're in a space where you make your own choices. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of autonomy in yourself as an artist that you do what you, you feel connected to. Is that something that you've always had growing up or during going through this process? Or is there like a moment in life where you were just like, look, you guys <laughs> said 20,000 things. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Oh my gosh. And you know, that's, that's really interesting. Um, so of course, you know, as a young singer, everyone has an opinion on your, your voice and everyone has an opinion on where you should be going and um, what you should be doing. For unfortunately for me, a lot of times those opinions, those voices conflicted greatly. So I very often I felt like I was told to go in one direction and then told to go in another completely opposite direction. And for a while that left me a little bit confused. Like, what am I supposed to be singing? What is my, what is my fuck? Um, And you know, uh, uh, an, an older, a more mature singer said to me, you, 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 you are just a beautiful soprano. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to fit into anything. Um, and the moment she said that to me, I'm like, hey, I can do everything. I can do anything. Yes. No. Um, so yeah, I, I forgot your question. What was it? <laughs> Whoa. At what point did you start to give yourself permission to do yeah to make those choices yeah Was yeah yeah um yeah. i i just i so i believe that certain pieces appeal to us mm-hmm. for for a deeper reason um like we're moved by certain pieces and sometimes those pieces that really touch your heart Mm-hmm. are the ones that you should be singing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for, and the reason I say this is um, I, I added, I started singing more, more lyric soprano repertoire, um, like Bohem. Yeah. Uh, I sang Mimi. And that was actually the first time I sang when we, when we did that show together, that was my first time doing that role. And looking back, there was always, I always had a connection to that music. I always yeah. just dreamed of being able to sing that music, but I couldn't, you know, I didn't have the vocal maturity. I didn't have all of that stuff. Um, but eventually my body caught up and I came back to it, you know? Yes. So I feel yes. like there is, there is a time in your journey when, you know, you know, in your heart, if you listen, you know what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and if you listen carefully, you, you, you will be guided to it. Um, and that just took me, it took me a while to get there. Um, but I got there and now I'm saying, hey, uh, these are the pieces I want to sing. Um, these are the pieces that speak to my heart. Um, and when I do them, you know, audiences really connect with it. Yeah. So, I, I don't feel as if I'm telling somebody else's story, Ooh. you know? Yep. It's important. <laughs> so I, this is something that's been on my spirit for a while or recently, uh, empowering students. Cause I do feel, or young singers, students, um, 
in undergrad, you have so many people who are telling you what to do. You have your teacher that's telling you how to sing. You have a director that's telling you how to move. You have a theory teacher to tell you how to analyze this paper. And you, and you, you have a teacher that's giving you rep. And, and you go through four years, sometimes even through your master's or doctorate, of only other people telling you what to, to do. And how do you balance? And I, and I think the first thing that the people on the other side would say is, well, we're just teaching you, we're guiding you. Mm-hmm. And how do you find a balance as an educator to give students, empower students to be their own artists, not giving them free reign to do whatever because you, you have the knowledge to kind of mm-hmm. make sure they don't hurt themselves, but also still giving them that balance between still giving them the sense of they're still making the choices. <sighs> that is that is a really difficult question. Um, that is a really difficult concept. Um, you know, my my I like I said, I needed the guidance. Um, so the the first years, you know, I was just a sponge, absorbing as much as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, after you have the information, you then can make a decision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so <sighs> right now, um, like my, my students, I, we, we sit together and we pick out repertoire. Um, I, will, I will say, okay, you, you can choose one or two pieces that you wanna do if you do this, this, and this. Yes. <laughs> You know, and sometimes like at the beginning of the semester, they'll pick come with a piece and I, I in my heart, I'll say, hmm, going to see how this one goes. And halfway through the semester, they're like, oh, yeah, Dr. Wad, this this isn't it. You know, so I'm, we have to trust that. Yes. I'm giving them the correct information, but I have to trust that they will make the right choices based on the information that they're getting. Um, I believe in fact-based pedagogy. So, you know, in, in many ways, I I know I'm leading them along the right path vocally, but you know, it's, 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 it's difficult, you know, but it's good that you, because it's weird because it kind of goes back to what we were saying about learn the lessons that I didn't have to or learn the lessons now that took so long because you, one teacher could have said, I'm going to pick all your rep and it's going to be fine. But in you letting that student pick their rep, they came, you allowed them to learn a lesson. Absolutely. Early. Um, and so maybe the next time they'll be like, okay, I picked my last song and that didn't work <laughs> out. What did I learn from that? And I think that is so amazing. And it's so, and that student will pick rep differently. Absolutely. Whatever, and forever, forever and ever. And I think, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, they'll they'll when, be a lot more mindful, you know, when, when they're considering things. Um, I also strongly encourage my students to, you know, just well, how are you feeling to, to be acknowledge what they're feeling in the moment. Um, live with the music. Um, live with these words. How does this apply to you? You know, just yes. just explore music in a way that is just a little bit more personal than than they would initially think of it yes 
Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Um, I, I didn't, I went to talk to Melissa about this, but we didn't have, we didn't get to it, but um, we did La Boheme together. You were stunning. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank Mimi. you. And I think we're in a space where opera companies are being told by opera singers and people in general that your, your stages, the people that you have on stage should reflect the community that in which you're in. And I thought something that was so beautiful about our Bohem, especially as it's an Atlanta-based opera company and Atlanta is very diverse, a lot of black people in Atlanta. And I thought it was some, there was something very beautiful about the fact that we had so much blackness on mm -hmm. the stage. <laughs> I, because it's not that, you don't see that that often. Um, have you found that you've been in a lot of spaces, a lot of diverse spaces, or have you felt that you've been in more spaces where you were, not the oddball, because I hate that, <laughs> that phrase, but you were the only one that looked like you? Oh, absolutely. Um, honestly, I, just hearing you talk about that, I immediately went back to that first music rehearsal that I came into the room and there were other black people there. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is happening? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, it was a beautiful production and you know, it, 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 it was, it was very different. I have not had uh, another experience like that. You know, um, unfortunately, I, I am used to be going into uh, concert spaces where I am the only minority in the room. Yes. Um, so, you know, that, that is, that, that is something that we have to work on. And it, it's, it, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly addressing yes. it. Yes. And I feel like now more than ever, we're going to, yeah, it's a faster addressing now. Um, yeah. So looking forward, what, what do you hope to see going forward for yourself, for the career, for your students, education in general? I would like to see myself um, getting more opportunities to do what I do. Um, more opportunities just to get in front of um, wider audiences, sharing my artistry. Um, I, I pride myself in just being a, a genuine actor, acting singer. And um, I, I find that my audiences respond in a very emotional way to that. Um, like I cannot forget, you know, when we did uh, with Peach State, when we did uh, Bohem, I cannot forget somebody came up to me at the very end who had never seen the show and said, oh my gosh, she dies. Why? You <laughs> <laughs> must be new here. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I, that, that moment just stands out in my mind. I feel like I am taking, taking music, I'm taking opera to places that it's not used to going you know and that is really really important for me based on my background but i think it's it's something that the world needs you know it is music has the power to just move everyone mm -hmm. equally 
Um, and I feel like we just need more opportunities to, to do that, you know? Yes. So I would like to be able to do that on, you know, um, just broader and wider scales. Um, for my students, I want them to hang in there and just continue to be fighters and troopers and just be the realest uh, singers that they can possibly be. And, yeah. and we'll just take over the world. Yes! <laughs> Hop on the take over the world bus. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. This was so wonderful and soothing. I don't know. That's a word that comes to my mind. It was so beautiful to hear you talk about yourself. And it's so beautiful as an educator, like in schools right now, teaching. Yeah. Like hearing that somewhere, some school, there are, there's an educator that's really trying to make whole rounded singers mentally emotionally um vocally obviously and um i and and i also know as much as you're doing that for your students that you're also doing that for the communities in which you're singing from and as someone who has shared the stage with you it is something special and something super beautiful um and so i can't wait to keep watching you and Uh. hearing you throughout the rest of this world and lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And thank you so much. Thank you so much. It has truly been a pleasure. Yes, and I hope to see you.